a historic Dodgers record, the National League East, the Orioles, Guardians, and Mariners ahead of schedule, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright, Aaron Judge versus history, Shohei Atani writing history, the 2022 MLB season had an incredible number of memories and storylines. So which one was your favorite? One of the best things about baseball is that there's always something happening. It's true both on the field and off. No matter who you're a fan of, this season provided something for everyone that loves the game. So setting aside all the tension of rule changes, money ball, TV deals, etc., let's chat about some of the beauty that was baseball this year. Welcome to Caught in a Pickle, where we are diving into the tension between tradition and evolution in the game of baseball. I'm Josh Lewis, and if you feel like you are constantly caught in a pickle between baseball's differing belief systems, and you've just been trying to find a safe base, then this is the place for you. Join my guests and me as we explore this weird in-between place that so many of us baseball lovers seem to find ourselves, and let's see if we can find a way to get out of these pickles between baseball's old school and new school ideas. On today's episode, I have special guest Manny Gomez with me as we reminisce about our favorite parts of the 2022 season. Manny is a member of the BBWAA and hosts one of my favorite baseball podcasts called Baseball Is Not Dead. He definitely leans more new school than I do, but his passion for the game, Latin American players and their stories, and just thinking outside the box style have made him an instant friend of mine in the baseball world. So I peppered Manny with questions about his view of the season from the field and in the press box as we look back at one of the most fun seasons that we've seen. All right. So Manny, thank you for being here. So we'll just, we'll kind of start right out of the gate, right off the bat. Just how, how the 2022 season strike you? Like what were kind of your first impressions? What did you enjoy about the season? What, what, what were kind of your thoughts as the season wrapped up here? It's funny because right after the world series ended, MLB posted a image on Twitter. I, I remember seeing it. <clears throat> it was all their stars in one picture. Okay. And uh, I retweeted it and said, essentially, like, I can't remember a time where baseball had so much talent on the field at the same time. Yeah. And I honestly, I feel bad or sorry for anyone that isn't taking part in the sport. I think, I think there's a lot of changes going on that's, that's turning people off, but I feel like eventually people will settle back in and realize like this is an amazing you know we're, this is a great time for the game i mean yeah. i grew up in the griffey era frank thomas those guys randy johnson so i had my share of superstars but when i look at the players today i mean the list is endless i could go on and on and and i feel like i didn't have that back then like my, my favorite player was paul o'neill growing up you know okay. what i mean he's not yeah yeah he's He's not, not a superstar. Not, not a spring chicken, yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. He's not, he, so, so that was my favorite player. You know, like, point is, and that's not to belittle Paul Neal. He's great. But the point is that every team now, I feel like, has a player that's a tier above that. Like, you don't have yeah. to settle for a Paul O'Neill. Not, not that I settled for him. Like, <laughs> no, I Again, great player. 
But you you understand what I'm saying? I, th- I think yeah, it was a great totally season, and, and uh, baseball's in a good place, man. I'm excited. Yeah, totally get that. One of one of my favorite players was JT Snow, right? Played played for the yeah. the Angels and, and Giants, and same thing. And not like a superstar type guy, and right. and everybody's young too. Like I feel like exactly you're not having to wait so long for players to develop they're like superstars right. out the gate and it's right. just crazy how talented they are and yeah like you said i mean you can go three four five deep on on many teams well so kind of echoing that a little bit what what was kind of your favorite moment there were a lot with these superstars like what was kind of your favorite yeah. moment of of 2022 well, I mean, just on a selfish level. So I, I happened to cover the Phillies game where they were no hit by the Houston Astros. And that was okay. just unbelievable. Like, uh, I, so just for the record, I was there when the Astros no hit the Yankees in 2005, I think it was. Okay. So that was a no hitter by committee. And then this one was another no hitter by committee. And it was just, it, it felt surreal because first off, it was in Citizens Bank Park, which was electric in the games before that like deafening i'm in the press box and and uh i had to wear noise canceling headphones because it was so loud oh my goodness that day it was dead silent and it was just like wow like surreal it was almost like it didn't happen and then when you when i finally got to you know finish writing my piece got back to the hotel room i was like i just witnessed the second no hitter in world series history like and yes it's not the perfect game the don larson perfect game but still impressive and yeah. a lot of people tend to eyes it because it was a no hitter by committee sure but dusty baker said something in his in his post game conference that made me think and, and i think he's right and, and it's that it's probably harder because you're handing the ball over to three different guys who have an opportunity to blow this thing and they they were all lights out and they both yeah. sealed the deal or not both, all of them. I believe it was Christian Javier handed it to Brian Abreu, to Montero, to Presley. Yeah. So that was a phenomenal. So that was my postseason moment. If I were to choose a regular season moment, I'm torn between two. Obviously, the judge 62 home runs is, is fast, you know, fascinating. Yeah. But then also just watching Otani on a day-to-day basis. I, I'm just, again, <laughs> I go back to I feel sorry for people that aren't taking the sport in because we're seeing something that, hasn't been done ever and may yeah. never be done again with Shohei Otani. Um, yeah. pe- people try to compare him to Ruth. Ru- Ruth didn't do what Otani's doing. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's impressive. Level. Okay. So I'll ask you this. So follow-up question that I didn't prep you for. I have obviously I've followed your work all season. I know you've kind of gone back and forth. You have a final, like at the end of the season now, like who, who's your MVP between Otani and, and judge? Like who, who did it end up being for you? I so I'm one of the few people that I'm I won't be mad if Otani wins it. Sure. But I also understand. I understand the accomplishments of Aaron Judge and looking back at the season without Aaron Judge, I don't think the Yankees are where they are. I think he literally was the team. But then I also got you know, here I go. I'm going back and forth again. I, I say to myself, <laughs> if we were to trade Otani for Judge, would Judge have impacted the, the Angels? any more or less than Otani did. I don't think so. And vice versa. I think Otani could have carried the Yankees. So I don't, I just, I don't see how you can't give it to Otani. Yeah. Both sides of the ball dominant. Like I, I just don't, I don't see how you, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time though, <laughs> right. At the same time right. judge bet on himself and you know, he put up 
one of the greatest offensive seasons in Major League Baseball history. Carried the Yankees. Stayed healthy. I think Judge is going to win it. And I may, you know, get laughed laughed at next time I go to a ballpark. But I, I think I would vote for Otani. I'm sorry. That's my final final That's answer. Fi- final call. Otani. Okay. Otani's the final call. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see what, what comes out on, on Thursday. We're recording this before it's announced. So it's gonna uh, be judge. I'm pretty I'm quite certain it's gonna be judge. I, I've I feel like it's one of those <laughs> things though, like that like why didn't why didn't Jordan or why didn't LeBron win more MVP awards or like stuff like that? Like it's, it's one of those things where I feel like judge also has going for him the fact that like, Oh, we, we got Otani last year. So like, we're going to give it to right. judge this year. Kind of that. And, and baseball that, lends itself to that a lot to the that, whole, yeah, that weird know, dynamic. This guy got of, it already, which is so, which is so weird, but like it is what it is, whatever. And honest, honestly, you can't go wrong with either guy. And last yeah. year, Vladimir Guerrero really, you know, pushed for the triple crown. And I had the same conversation with my co-host last year. Like, I wouldn't be mad if Vlad won, but I think it's Otani. I feel, I feel the exact same yeah. way this year. Yeah, that, um, that makes sense. I feel, I think I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I do think that if, if I had a vote, I would go for, I would vote for judge, but um, yeah, I can't, can't really go wrong. Like same thing. I won't be mad if Otani gets it, like, cause he's just doing things that have never been done before. So yeah, totally. and, and I could say totally. I, I could say that I'm going to vote for Otani because I don't have the vote in my chapter. Sure. If I did have the vote, I I may go judge because I'm like it's just too much pressure. It's like I don't <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's just they're both they they're both deserving. I, the, yeah. So here's what here's the solution, and there's going to be a question you're going to ask later. So I I won't use this as, as an answer later on, but maybe they should make a different award. Maybe, maybe there yeah. should be like a an MVP award for the best player in baseball, kind of like the NBA, like the MLB MVP award. And that gets awarded to one guy for the entire league. And that would be Otani's. And then AL goes to judge. NL goes to whoever else. It's just, I think as long as Otani's is, is healthy and playing and playing at this level, it's going to be hard to find somebody that's more valuable than, than Shohei Otani. Like, yeah. I ask you this question. If, if, if you could start a team from scratch um, and you can pick any player as your first pick, who is it? Yeah, so, so, so similar question. Somebody asked me, because I'm a Giants fan, they're like, would you rather sign Aaron Judge in free agency or would you rather trade for Otani? And I'm like, well, dude, I would, I'd rather trade for Otani, honestly. Like, and, and that... <laughs> that kind of shows where my head's at, but I think he's good for, um, the Bay area. I think that he yeah. would be, that he would fit in well at that ballpark and on that team. But all that to say, I know the the giants have come out and said that they're going to pursue judge with everything they got. But yep. somebody asked me that question and it's the same answer I give you for that question is like, it's yeah, it's Otani. Cause you've got, you're eliminating two positions with, with right. one player on one on your roster and you don't have to have uh, like you don't have to sign a dh and mm-hmm. a pitcher you have both in one position and with the amount of pitchers being used and the amount of platoons being used nowadays stuff like that like that's that's extremely valuable to be able yep. to knock out two positions with one guy Right. And, and I, and, and for, and I play fantasy sports too. So I do fantasy yeah. baseball. I pose this questions on my fantasy league. Like it's, 
we're all fighting for that number one pick because we want Otani. He had like like two hundred points more than the next guy in our league. Jeez. Like it's just that I mean in any any way you look at it, the guy's just so valuable. Not to say anything about the Angels organization, anything negative, but I almost you know they don't deserve him, man. He he should be somewhere <laughs> <Right>. else. <laughs> I'm I'm like, hoping against hope. Like I know they said they they came out the other day and said like, hey, we're not going to trade him. But man, like it's the same debate we've been having for a decade with Trout. Like with Trout, just, man. Let's not do this like, to Otani, man. Can we can we not waste away <laughs> if new ownership comes in and whatnot? Hopefully they can change things around a little bit. All right, so covering the game as a writer this year, what was kind of your Favorite experience? I know, like some of the like th- those were some of your favorite moments, favorite players. Like, who do you vote for for MVP and stuff like that? But like, what was? Uh, I know you love the game, like I love the game. So, like, w- yeah. what was kind of your favorite experience? Just whether it was being somewhere or an interaction with a player as as press or whatever. Like, what what was kind of your favorite experience this season? This season is kind of tough because there there was a couple of months there during the summer where I had COVID. And so can I go back to last season? Because something happened last season where... Yeah, absolutely. For me, memorable. So, and I might be overhyping the story, but I was was covering the Phillies on one day. So I write for a company called Our Esquina. Our our job is essentially to amplify Latin players. Yeah. So I I don't cover any one team. I primarily go to Baltimore because of proximity, because I have a good relationship with the Baltimore Orioles and, and their, uh, their PR people, stuff like that. But I can go anywhere. I go to Yankee Stadium. I go to Philly. I go to Boston. I, anywhere anywhere where there's a story, that's where I'm going to go. Anyway, I was at Philly, Citizens Bank Park, and it was the Dodgers in town. So here's my opportunity to talk to Albert Pujols. He had been traded to the Dodgers. Or actually, no, that's not true. He was released, and the Dodgers picked him up. And... uh Typically, in every stadium during batting practice, the home team goes first and then the second team goes last. So I was there for the first game. I see Albert Pujols and I say, hey, in Spanish, I'd love to ask you a couple questions for a story I wanted to write. Dominican track star, her name is Marilady Paulino, won. It was the first Dominican ever to to win a medal in the Olympics for that sport. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to get his take on it. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry, man. I can't right now. If you're here tomorrow, I'd love to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow comes and it's raining. And at this oh. point, because it's COVID, they're, they're not allowing us into the clubhouses. Okay. So I go to Citizens Bank and I'm like, There's, they're not going to come out for BP. Like, I'm not going to get to talk to, to Pujols, whatever. I'll cover the game. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go down and I'll sit in the in the dugout and just wait just in case. And here comes Pujols. And he's like, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Albert Pujols is looking for me, right? <laughs> so I, so I'm just a little background. I'm the the son of Dominican immigrants. My parents are from the Dominican Republic. I was born and raised here. Grew up in New York City, and so baseball is life. If to borrow a term from Ted Lasso for yes. Dominicans, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up idolizing Pujols before yeah. I was a writer and everything. Pujols is our Babe Ruth. He's he's the greatest. I mean. In general, arguably a top five player of all time. Maybe yeah, top ten. For sure. I think top five. And so the first thing I did was text my dad. I was like, hey, Albert Pujols was looking for someone in our family today. And that someone is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it awesome. was just like, for me, that was just an incredible experience. And then he not only was he 
generous in, in looking for me for this this website that doesn't get that many views or he's you know he gets nothing from from me writing about yeah. him and he came to look for me because he said he would and then he he gave me like 10 15 minutes and was nice the entire time and typically a player gives you two maybe five minutes max because they're they're at work they're trying to get their their stuff done and sure I'll, I'll never forget that, especially after the season he just had. Which, by the way, yeah. I made a list of, of what was the best part of this season. I completely forgot. Pujols was another thing that <laughs> yeah. blew my mind. Um, oh, my gosh. It was so, so good. Yeah. And I like I get nothing but those stories about him. Like He's like genuinely oh. one of the good guys of the game. And I think that's why so many people were rooting for him and pulling for him. Like I, I posted yeah. in my group one time, like, is there anybody not rooting for Pujols to get to the 700 club and the, and the 2200 RBI club? Right. Like what? Like, unless maybe you're a Cubs fan or something like what, yeah. <laughs> what, like I why would literally you not... it's just him and Hank Aaron, 700 yeah. home runs, 2200, like 3000 hits. Like it's just those two, they stand alone. Like this yeah. guy is, is baseball. What's that quote from the Sandlot heroes get remembered, but legends never die. We'll legends never, never die. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I, like, I can't even imagine that extra like dimension from, from you and from your family and from where you guys are from and where your family is yeah. from. Like to me, like he's a hero of mine and I'm white. Like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have any particular like, Oh, he's from my country or like all like the, the, right. the country pride or ethnic, ethnic pride that, that you guys would have into it. And so I can't even imagine like what I have in terms of him being a favorite player of mine just to, like the nth degree, like just right. uh, of, of so much more, uh, for you guys and for the, for the Dominican community and, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just super cool, man, to, to have a guy like that. That's a, a genuine good guy. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what he keeps doing around baseball kind of in, in and, retirement and, now, but. And just for the record and any, anybody there, there are obviously a handful, maybe one or two guys that weren't very friendly but for the most part all these guys are are willing to give you time they're grateful that we want to tell their stories and 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 that's what i like about where i work i'm literally there to promote them and yeah to tell their stories that's that's my that's my objective and i think once they kind of see what what my goal is my object objective is they tend to warm up yeah uh, yeah man I'm i'm fortunate to be in the position i'm in Sure. That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay, so speaking of positions that you're in and positions that you're not in, <laughs> if you were a commissioner, well, we always say commissioner for a day, right? If you were a commissioner for a day, what would you change? Commissioner can't always act unilaterally, right? So we'll just right. say if if Manny Gomez is all powerful for the day, we'll say that for Major League Baseball. Like what what would be your one thing that you would change? I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about different rules and all that sort of stuff but like what would yeah. what would be your one thing what's your go-to that, that you would change to make the game better or expand the game or whatever the case may be my rule actually is a throwback which okay i think could advance the game forward my rule would be and i did an episode on this would be to bring the mercy rule to major league baseball but with a twist oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, I i remember this yeah. episode so, of you guys talking about it it was really good yeah so one of the things that really, to, again, I, I refer to movies and, and TV shows a lot that grinds my gears, as, as Peter Griffin would say, <laughs> yes. family guy. Yeah. When position players come into a game to pitch and then yeah. 
What what really what grinds my gears even more is when the team that brought in that position player. Can I curse? Oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> when yeah. when somebody smacks one to outer space off of that <laughs> position player. Right. Um, case in point, your mean Mercedes last season. I think it was William Sastudillo was pitching for the for the Minnesota Twins, and he threw an Ephus right down the middle. And your mean Mercedes took it like 450 feet. Yeah, just destroyed it. Killed it. And La Russa, his own manager, threw him under the bus for doing it. Why Why are we even doing this? Yeah. At this point, they do it in college. They do it in the minor leagues. Not in the minor leagues. They do it in little league, college. All throughout your entire life, there's a mercy rule. After the fifth inning, if you're winning or losing by 10 or more runs, yep. game over. And in Major League Baseball, what I would suggest is <clears throat> go to the seventh inning. If at the seventh inning you're losing by 10 or more runs, you have the option to throw the white flag. And that'll be mm-hmm. your your way of saying, mercy rule, we forfeit the rest of the game, they win. And I've brought mm-hmm. this up to some people. And everybody that I've brought this up to in clubhouses, I've spoken to, I need to release the audio on this. But I've spoken to Cedric Mullins about it. I've talked I've talked to a lot of guys in, in the Orioles organization and in other organizations. And they're all like, yeah, man, we're for it. Like, we'd save arms that way. Yeah. Um, you know the unwritten rule aspect of the game of 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 the game goes away because now if I hit a home run off of your position player, you can't be mad at me, even though you already made a mockery of the game by putting in a position player to pitch. <laughs> right. Uh, so I would bring the mercy rule back to, to I would bring it to Major League Baseball, but I would go to the seventh inning so that people get their money's worth. They went and saw a game seven innings. Yeah, I like it. I I like that element of it. Like because when you when you first say it, when you lead with just like I would reinstitute the mercy rule. Everybody's immediately probably like, ooh, like I don't like that yeah. at all. But then once you kind of clarify, and like that was something that I appreciated about the the episode. Again, it's it's baseball's not dead is the is the podcast, and like I loved that episode. Just I like new ideas, man. Like I I love that about your guys's podcast. Even though I don't agree with you guys all the time, <laughs> it's it, it's great. My doesn't guys, either. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I love I love that. I love that as an idea. I would have to flesh it out in my because like I the whole point of my podcast, right? Like I kind of fluctuate between old school and new. And so I'm like, oh, man, my old school brain is like, oh, I don't like that. But my new school brain is like, huh, that could be interesting for me. It's it's more about the essence of the game. Like, does it impact the essence of the game? And, yeah. and the reason why I would make it a choice instead of an automatic mercy rule being implemented is because you're giving somebody the option to do it. They don't they don't have to do it. They can show faith in their team and say, "You know what? No, we're going to go for it. We can come back from this 10-run deficit, which chances are you probably won't, but it's happened before." <laughs> right. Uh, you're not messing with the overall the way the game is played. The game is still played the same exact way. And that's why I'm in favor of of some of the changes that are being made coming forward next year, like the the pitch clock and banning the shift. The essence of the game is not being impacted. That kind of leads us into our next question, because that's one of the things that I'm most looking forward to next season is just how these new rules kind of incorporate into the game and whatnot. But what's something that you're looking forward to? We've got this whole off season to kind of ruminate on some stuff. And like, what, what are you kind of looking forward to next season? I mean, I think the, the big story is where's Judge going to end up? And yeah. will he put together another season like he did this year? I think it'll be unlikely that he's going to hit 60 or more home runs again, but it's not impossible. I mean, there's been seasons in the past where had he stayed healthy, you could have seen him come close, potentially. 
will he stay with the Yankees or not, or is he going to go to the Giants? I think it's really it's between those two teams, mm-hmm. uh, and I know who you're rooting for. Uh, <laughs> so I'm well, so for- it's yeah. one of those things. Like I, I do think that that's a really interesting storyline because I think he is going to um, kind of set the market. Like Kevin Durant did it in the NBA a few years ago, right? It's like yeah. everybody's kind of waiting to see what Kevin Durant does or goes to or anything like that. I think Judge might have that sort of effect. I mean, we've got like a bunch of great free agent shortstops, right? Like there's great players there. There's other great pitchers like DeGrom who are going to be free agents and yeah. stuff like that. But I feel like it's, I feel like almost everybody's going to be waiting on Judge to kind of see like, okay, what happens with him? And then all the dominoes will kind of yeah. start to fall. I am I'm rooting for him to be a giant and whatnot because I just like the guy, too. Like, I think he's he's a good dude. Nothing against the Yankees. If he ends up with the Yankees, so be it. But, yeah, I'm yeah. – the offseason for me is, is almost as fun as the, the regular season because it's just, yeah, for what's sure. going to happen? I, I hope it's not a repeat of uh, – was it 19, the Harper year, where, where nothing happened? Yeah. Until like February or something. Yeah, man. Um, and I I I don't feel like it'll be that way. Like I feel <clears> like there's a lot more traction because there's so many good free agents this year. I think yeah. that there'll be a lot more traction for that cuz I feel like that year that you're talking about everybody was kind of waiting to like after the draft and after the winter meetings and after like let's see kind of where all those chips fall. And then okay, let's go ahead and start filling out our rosters with free agents. Right. I think it's gonna. I think it'll flip flop this year because there's so many good free agents out there. But like I said, I think I think Judge has to be the first domino to fall because he's gonna. I agree. Everybody's gonna be waiting to see kind of what happens with him. But yeah, I'm so. also I'm also looking forward to the progression of of teams like the the Mariners, the Orioles, the yeah. Guardians. I mean, especially the Orioles. Like they they. Uh, so I, th- that's where I went mostly. They really caught me off guard, man. And it was fun to watch. <laughs> right? It was fun to watch them compete day in and day out. And the guys on that team are just so likable. They're easy to root for. And uh, I want to see those teams continue to compete. I, I mean, I thought it was fun to see the M's and the, uh, the Mariners in the in the postseason again after 20, what was it, 21 years, 22 yep. years. Yep. And just yeah, the Guardians, too. the youngest team in baseball, like nobody expected them to be in the position they were in. And really... You know, had they beaten the Yankees, I don't think anybody would have been all that surprised um, yeah. in the DS. So, <clears throat> just again, I'll reiterate the way I started this is baseball's in a really, really good place. We just need to get people to start watching it again. Yeah, for sure. I was watching all the playoffs. I'll, I'll end with this. I was watching the playoffs with, with my kids, my two oldest mainly, so 10 and 9. And they got so into it because of the young, talented players that are playing. Like, yeah. I mean, they fell in love with Judge. They fell in love with a couple of guys on the Astros. They fell in love with Bryce Harper and some of the guys on the Phillies. I told them Trey Mancini's story from who former Oriole. There you go, and telling them his story and so and him him so getting a, a ring. Yeah, and so like they just they were falling in love with all those storylines and all those younger players. They weren't these superstars that had been in the league for 15 years. I mean, other than right. like Verlander. I'm coaching baseball this year and my son's team and all of them have their favorite players and they're all young players. That's awesome. And so it's it's cool to see that and it's cool to see those young players in the playoffs and and making deep runs and and young teams and stuff like that. So I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm interested to see how all these younger teams 
continue to develop and continue to get better. Just think about uh, the American League Rookie of the Year race. <clears throat> you have Quan from the mm-hmm. Guardians, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rushman. Mm-hmm. Those are your three finalists. We haven't even touched on Jeremy Pena. You know, yeah. <laughs> just won World Series MVP right. and uh, ALCS MVP, Gold Glove Award. I mean, it, it, the, it, even the Astros, that's, that's a point I wanted to make before, who is easily the most hated team in baseball. Oh, yeah. Even they were difficult to root for this postseason because I think there's only five leftovers from that 2017, 2017 squad. Yep. Everyone else kind of came out of nowhere. From Bear Valdez, Christian Javier, um, you know, Jeremy Pena. I mean, yeah. can you believe they replaced Carlos Correa? With Jeremy Pena. I mean, like, right. any team would sign up for that. <laughs> right. Uh, Kyle Tucker. I can go on and on and on. They're just easy yeah. to root for. Um, yeah. It was it was fun to watch them. They, they My kids ended up... They liked both the Phillies and the Astros, so they're like, kind of whoever wins, they were happy. Um, but, like, my 10-year-old was staying up late after game six, and uh, his mom was like... <laughs> we're like me and him are sitting on the couch like trying to stay like trying to keep his bedtime like just a little bit longer because yeah. he he wanted to see if jeremy pena would get the mvp and he was like he's like jeremy pena is one of his new favorite players and like has has fallen in love with jeremy, jeremy pena but well <laughs> so they're 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 just they're way more likable than than the old astros were and i know there's a couple guys yeah. that people still love to hate on like altuve and bregman but yeah. I think that, yeah, even them, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where they go and how long they keep up their stuff. So, yep. well, cool, man. Well, Manny, hey, I appreciate it. Again, Ball's Not Dead is the podcast, and it's amazing. I love it. I, it's one of the few podcasts that I listen to religiously, so you guys are doing great. And just go check it out. The link for that will be in the show notes, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks, Manny. Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That does it for today's episode of Cotton a Pickle. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Manny Gomez for joining me as well and giving his take on the 2022 season. So how about you? How did you like the 2022 season? What were some of your favorite moments? Who do you have for your awards this year? And what do you want to see this offseason? Join the Cotton a Pickle Facebook group and add your thoughts to this conversation. Participate in polls, questions, discussions with other baseball lovers, leaning into the game's tradition versus evolution. The link for that is in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. I appreciate you listening. Please leave a rating and a review. And as always, enjoy the beautiful game of baseball this week, no matter which side of the fence you land on.